What's the most confusing thing about Christmas? All those things are quite confusing, but what is the most confusing thing about Christmas? It's this, the baby in the manger. Who is he? Is it a good idea to get to know him? What is it like being someone who follows him? Now, our true story from the Bible today isn't from the Christmas story. It's from when Jesus was an adult. But it's going to help us each, it's going to help us answer those three different questions. It's going to teach us three lessons. They all begin with the letter C. It's really easy to remember because so does Christmas. Here's the first lesson. Confusion. People don't know who Jesus really is. Confusion. People don't know who Jesus really is. So Jesus is there in Jerusalem. He's teaching the people in the festival. And the people are very, very confused about him. Now, um, six children in the room have got six different um, envelopes with numbers on them. And those are from some of our verses. The, the number on your envelope is the number of the verse. And I'm going to ask you to shout out, open up your envelope. So who's got envelope number 12? There are two envelopes, number 12. Coco, go for it. So open up number 12 and tell us what your envelope number 12 says. And then Bertie's got one as well. got it Coco what does it say he's a good man some people thought Jesus was a good man Bertie what does yours say he's a liar some people thought Jesus was a good man some people thought Jesus was a liar who's got number 20 yes yeah, Spencer He's demon-possessed. He's a crazy man. That's what some people thought. Who's got number 25? India. The leaders want to kill him. So people are thinking, ah, is this the person that the leaders want to kill? Who's got number 40? Phoebe, yeah. He's the prophet. They think he's this prophet person that God promised a long time ago in the Old Testament. And who's got number 41? Phoebe's friend, go on. He's the Messiah. People think, some people think he's the promised king. They've got six different ideas but they're so confused. And you know, people were especially confused about where Jesus was born. This is what it says in the Bible, verse 27. We know where this man is from. When the Messiah comes, no one will know where he's from. Who knows where Jesus is from? It's a Christmas question, easy Christmas question. Where is Jesus from? Ollie, he's from heaven, that's right. Where was he from in this world? Where is he from? Yes. Go on, Lola. Bethlehem. Brilliant. They think, you're right, he is from Bethlehem, but that's not what they're thinking. You see, there's Bethlehem. They think he's from Nazareth, which is about 100 miles away, because that's where Jesus grew up. That's kind of where he was from. Sorry, it's where he lived But when he grew up. He was born in Bethlehem, but he grew up in Nazareth. Max, pop your hand down. And um, they think he's from Nazareth, because he was known as Jesus of Nazareth. And they were partly right. 
And they, but they thought, when the Messiah comes, he'll just appear out of nowhere. So this, this man can't be the Messiah. But Jesus wasn't confused at all. Have a look. If you've got your Bible open, verse 28 and 29, Jesus said, Yes, you do know me, and you know where I'm from, but I'm not here on my own authority. He who sent me is true. You don't know me, but I know him because I'm from him, and he sent me. This is what Ollie was talking about, Jesus being from heaven. Boys and girls, can you tell me the difference between these two different lines? This is a, I'm really proud of this visual aid. What's the difference between these two visual, two, two lines? Luke. Brilliant. Well done. One is vertical, one is horizontal. Now, when we go from place to place, we travel on a horizontal line. There's you and me. If we go in the car, or on a bus, or on a bike, or on a train, or on a horizontal line, that's how we travel. But when Jesus travels, Jesus travels on a vertical line. He came from heaven to the world. So Jesus isn't really from a, a horizontal type place like Bethlehem or Nazareth. Jesus is from heaven. He's sent from God in heaven. And that is what happened that very first Christmas. He came down a vertical line. Well, now people are really, really confused because some people think he's the Messiah. Some people are angry. The leaders are so angry that they want to, to kill Jesus. But listen to what Jesus said. Jesus said, I am with you for only a short time. And then I'm going back to the one who sent me. You will look for me, but you won't find me. And where I am, you can't come. In other words, Jesus is saying, soon I'm going back up the vertical line, back up to heaven to be with God. Jesus is clear. The people are very confused. What do they say? Where will he go so we can't find him? Will he go and teach the Greeks? What does he mean? The people think Jesus is a horizontal type person. But Jesus isn't a horizontal type person. He's a vertical line type person. He came from God in heaven. That is lesson number one. Confusion. People don't really know who Jesus is. Do you know people are still confused today? People all out there, maybe some of us in here, confused. Is he a good man? Is he a bad man? Is he a pretend man? Well, we don't need to be surprised if people are confused because people were confused back then. But what about lesson number two? Here we are, clarity. Jesus promises to give us his spirit. Does anybody here have a favorite Christmas drink? Boys and girls, favorite Christmas drink? Max. Schlur. Okay, anybody else? Favorite Christmas drink? Grown-ups, favorite Christmas drinks? Max, you got another one? Mulled, you don't like mulled wine. Luke? Oh, all those chocolate, hot, cost, hot chocolate Costa Christmas special things. Yeah, Lola? Yeah. Grown-ups, I'm sure you've got some favorite Christmas drinks. Jesus promises the most amazing drink of all. Listen to this. Jesus said, on the, last, sorry, on the last and greatest day of the festival, Jesus stood and said in a loud voice, Let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as Scripture has said, rivers of living water will flow within them. Do you know, at this, at this special festival, the Jews, they took big um, 
jars of water and they poured all the water out in the temple to say thank you to God for sending the rain so that the crops could grow. And that was a pic, but Jesus says that that is a picture of something else that God is going to send. Not something, actually, someone, the Holy Spirit. Verse 39, it says, by this he meant the Spirit whom those who believed in him were later to receive. Now, we all know what this is, don't we? Far too well. It's invisible, but it's powerful. And if you get it, it might make you sick or even die. But did you know what the Holy Spirit is also invisible and powerful, but he does the opposite of any virus. He makes people alive. He is like a river that flows inside someone's heart and never stops flowing. He makes people alive. Sometimes you don't get your present straight away at Christmas. You have to wait. You might get a voucher. We have to wait until someone gives us the present when we visit them on Boxing Day or whatever it is. It's a bit like that when Jesus was born at Christmas. He came to give us a gift, but he doesn't give it straight away. You see in verse 39, up to that point, the Spirit had not been given since Jesus had not been glorified. Jesus hadn't been glorified. That means Jesus hasn't yet died and gone back to heaven to give us his Spirit. That is what he came to do. The crowds, what were they? They were Kurt, first C, con. This is interactive. Confused, brilliant. Jesus wasn't confused. Jesus was clear, clarity. He promises the Holy Spirit. You know, nothing in this life ever makes us really, truly, forever happy. I think we know that, don't we? When we've just been told that Christmas is basically cancelled. Think about all those presents you're going to get on Christmas Day. Or maybe you'll get them in the post a few weeks later. You'll be excited when you open them. But soon they'll break and they might not work properly. Soon you might get bored playing with them. When Christmas 2021 comes around, you'll have forgotten what you even got. That is what life is like. It never really satisfies. That is what our friends around us are doing or were doing before yesterday afternoon, going around the shops, buying stuff, buying stuff, getting stuff to satisfy themselves. And then they're told, no more shopping unless you want to shop online. But all that stuff, all those family times, all those meals, none of that can ever satisfy us, boys and girls, grown-ups. It can never make us truly happy on the inside. Do you know the only person who can ever do that? It's God the Holy Spirit, who is like a river of living water who never stops flowing inside you. What is it like, though, to actually follow Jesus? That little baby in the manger, he grew up, and one day he said to, his, to some fishermen, come follow me. And he says to you and me today, come follow me. What is it like to actually follow him? Here's our third C, cost. Believing in Jesus is never easy. Lots of people were confused, but some people in our story were just about beginning to believe in Jesus, I think. For example, the temple guards, they'd been told to go and arrest Jesus. They come back to the, 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 the Pharisees, the chief priests, and they say, why haven't you arrested him? And they say, no one, ever, no one else ever spoke like this. They don't believe in him yet, but they're beginning to think that Jesus is something, something else, and maybe they should 
find out more. The leaders, though, they still didn't believe. Verse 47, they said, Has he tricked you too? None of us have believed in him. This mob that knows nothing of the law, there's a curse on them. In other words, they said, Why are you starting to believe in Jesus? You're stupid. Don't believe in Jesus. But then one of the leaders had a question. It was a man called Nicodemus. Here's Nicodemus. Nicodemus, he'd, if you remember chapter 3, he went to visit Jesus in the dark. And he, he was interested in the stuff that Jesus was doing. And uh, he says to the other leaders, he says, Does our law condemn a man without first hearing him to find out what he's doing? In other words, he doesn't believe in Jesus yet, but he's just starting to think, maybe I should believe in Jesus. And what do the leaders say to him? They say, verse 52, shut up. Are you from Galilee too? Look into it and you'll find that a prophet doesn't come out of Galilee. In other words, they say, shut up. What a load of rubbish. Only stupid people believe in Jesus. You see, this is our third lesson, cost. Believing in Jesus isn't easy. We might have friends who say to us, don't be so stupid for believing in Jesus. We might have friends who we want to invite to church this Christmas and they kind of say, why would I want to believe in that? We might go to school and people might laugh at us when we say we go to church. They might think we're a bit weird. But there was a cost to believing Jesus all those years ago. And there's a cost to believing Jesus today. So are you confused about Christmas? Maybe there are lots and lots of very confusing things about Christmas this year. But can you remember these three C's? Confusion. People don't really know who Jesus is. Clarity. Jesus promises to give us his spirit, the best Christmas gift you could ever get. And cost. Believing in Jesus isn't easy. It wasn't then. It won't be today, but it's always worth it. Should we bow our heads and pray? Jesus said, Let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as scripture has said, rivers of living water will flow from within them. O Lord Jesus, we praise and thank you for your wonderful promise promise to give us your Holy Spirit. God himself living in our hearts, flowing in our hearts, satisfying us. When nothing else can satisfy us truly, he can. We thank you that you are present with us by your Spirit today. And we pray that that would fill us with joy as we seek to follow you, no matter what the cost might be. For we ask it in your name.